This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Hello. My name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army podcast. Wow. I know, man, number 60. Here we go. Oof, bloody hell. I, I don't think I've done... Um, I mean, that's a lie, actually. I've, I've definitely done a few things at least 60 times. <laughs> <laughs> we were about to say, I don't think I've done anything in my life 60 times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know... Just, and, then, and then I was like, well, 60 feels like a lot. Because, you know, when, you, when you're doing it yeah. week, week, one a week, anyway, you grind it out over a long period of time, then it feels like a long period of time, I suppose. But 60 is a number... No, it's not that big, really, yeah. is it? Really? <laughs> uh, Sixty seconds in a minute, and they go by pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, true, very true. That's about as long as we normally uh, spend on these pre-rambles, mate. I'll, uh, I'll kick things nice off. Segue. <laughs> We're getting better at these. We're getting better at these. We're nailing these. We're getting these. We're getting these. Oh, Rich Maras, how's it going? Welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, as you've probably already heard, episode 60. And I am joined by, as you've already probably heard, <laughs> everybody's favourite co-host. I'm talking about Wills. Say hello, Wills. Alright, Maras. How's it going? <laughs> not bad, not bad. Ah, good man. The, yeah, good. The good phone continues, and the Paul Simpson, mate. Um, I mean, positive vibes continue yeah. for us. Um, how are you feeling this week? Just in regards to Carlisle United, just you know, steering away from that relegation zone, that little yeah. bit more. I mean. I think I think you can call us safe now, can't you? It's not just the twelve-point like so. cushion. Yeah. yeah, it's not just the twelve-point cushion we've got. It's also the uh, sort of like six teams beneath us who are all in the scrap to stay up, and none of them are on form, even even close to the form that we're on. So you know you, you can't see 
Oldham, Stevenage, Barrow, Colchester, Rochdale and Leighton Orient all overhauling is. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think we're safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, obviously we'll move on to talking about the league table and stuff like that a little bit later on. But first, Wills, before we dive ahead and really get our grips on episode 60 of the Blue Army podcast, we've got a bit of tradition around here and we always like to kick things off with the Blue Army podcast joke of the week. Are you having a laugh? I think he's trying <laughs> to. It's the Blue Army there we go loving it um right mate i think this is a really old school joke you might know the punchline here so it might be up to you whether or not you want to smash it or not we'll see why is peter pan always flying oh no not heard this why is peter pan always flying because he never lands Oh god! <laughs> oh, because <laughs> never I was happy when I found that one, mate. I don't know why that's been hidden it's for so good. long, but I it thought that was a good because well, he does fly, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, it's a brilliant, yeah. brilliant, brilliant joke, mate. Brilliant joke. Episode 60 deserved a good joke of the week and it's got a good joke of the week and uh, we'll keep <laughs> the good times rolling, mate. Take a little stroll down Nostalgia Avenue as we go through the birthdays. There's not too many birthdays this week, so uh, we'll kick things off with uh, the man himself in the midfield maestro position, Mark Bridge Wilkinson. is 44. This week, Mark Wilkinson was a bit of a legend in the, uh, after the uh, the back-to-back promotion seasons. It was a bit of a long stay with Carlisle United. Um, I mean, mate, you must have a, a fond memory of a goal or two Mark Wilkinson scored at Brunton Park. Yeah, um, mainly remembered for his cultured left foot. Yeah. It was almost as cultured was as almost, Ian Hart's left foot. <laughs> always described as cultured. Always mm-hmm. remember getting described as cultured. Yeah, MBW, <laughs> and you know he was a was a key a key player uh, at a good time for us. So good memories of him. Yeah, he was a, a good player. A player that I don't really, unfortunately, have that many memories of. But I've seen some very nice comments uh, in the comment section. Joe Joyce turned 61 this week and uh, a player that I do have a lot of memories of. Um, unfortunately, a, a bit of a bad memory for him and for me. I'm talking about Rory Loy. He turned 34 this week. I was there at the game at Preston where, unfortunately, he broke his leg and that kind of stopped a bit of momentum for him at Carla United. He was looking really promising for us. Did go on to have quite a good career after Carla United. He played for Falkirk and made 60 appearances, scoring 29 times after being released by uh, the Cumbrians. So, you know, went on to have a very good career in Scotland after leaving Carlisle United. Mate, Rory Loy for you. Um, he was tall, uh, kind of in the shadow of that Gary Medine kind of shape at the time. The manager was maybe trying to uh, uh, replace or, um, or, or, or sort of like, that's where Gary, you know, you know what I mean? That's where the system yeah. was kind of heading at that time for Carlisle United. It was, it was a big man up front kind of mentality, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, you know, he um, he didn't start off his career with Carlisle in the first team, but he it was it was just starting to kind of like show flashes of being a first team player when unfortunately he got injured. 
Yeah, he's one of those players um, where uh, it was alongside Paddy Madden, wasn't he? And they both got released around the same time. Both players went mm. on to have a really good season in the year afterwards. And I think we went off to get, we got off to a quite a bad start and finished maybe around like 12th or something in League One uh, the season yeah. that those those like, those guys were kind of released. And that kind of started us on a bit of a backslide in momentum that eventually led to the, the relegation. And that now obviously you find us in, in League Two a couple of years later. But um, yeah, it was one of those things that kind of really rubbed it in our faces, didn't it? We had the the Glenn Murray release. We had the Rory Lloyd release. We had the Paddy Madden release. These young talents that weren't necessarily kicking on and getting things uh, going for them at Carlisle United, but going on to have really good careers and leaving us as fans sort of like wondering like, what the hell's going on? Why aren't these lads, you know, maybe getting uh, this kind of form while they're yeah. with us. Um, mate, that, that is the end of the birthdays, unfortunately. Uh, mm. A very short one this week, but a lot of fun. Um, we've, we've started a bit of a new tradition when we kick off the news, mate. I'll give you the option to choose between low news and injury news. Um, yeah, go ahead, man, knock yourself out. Which one do you want to go for? Um... Well, again, sorry. Loan news or injury news? We've got a um, bit of wider news to cover later yeah, on. We'll, uh, go loan tradition. news. I think we go. Gonna, injury news last time, so we'll go news. Yeah, you're quite right. We did go injury news last time. So loan news, mate, uh, starts off with the fact that Taylor Charters is having a exceptional time at Gateshead. Uh, I'm not talking necessarily in terms of scoring goals, but playing 90 minutes, uh, getting that vital experience under his belt, very important for him at the moment, being a youngster, ticking in those minutes in a man's game. Um, and Gateshead are winning week in, week out, and he's a part of that starting mm. 11 week in, week out. So that's very impressive in terms of him, uh, things for him. Uh, in, in, in another loan news, we've got um, Mampala didn't play for Weymouth this week, but don't worry, guys, Weymouth didn't play this week, so it's not a big deal. Um, and also, unfortunately, a little bit of uh, bad news is the fact that Tristan Abrahams, Tristan Abrahams, uh, was an unused substitute in Grinsby's nil-nil draw okay. against Borehome Wood. So compared to last week, only coming off the bench for the last sort of five minutes this week, not getting yeah. any minutes at all. Tristan Abrahams, you, you know, you're looking at him being one of those players where we've we've kind of getting off the the wage the wage at the moment and and being able to sort of bring the players in that we needed in January. Obviously, a lot of those signings haven't worked out, and Simpsons continued with a lot of the players we started the season with, um, bar the striking pair. Um, but mate, in terms of, in in terms of just like Taylor Charters. Uh, and the, and, and yeah. I'll come back to him right at the end of the podcast for Skelly Shitstarer. Yeah. Um, but in terms of uh, um, Taylor Charters getting these 90 minutes at Gateshead, it is really yeah. important um, that he's doing this. And I don't think um, uh, we can really do that much justice to 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 um, his performances because we can't cover these games at all. But yeah. we can we can make these blanket statements and um, we can say that the level that he's playing at. And the fact that he's playing week in, week out, and he's getting 90 minutes and playing the full 90 minutes, it's going to be great for his development, isn't it? It's, it's going to be the best thing for his development for us as, as, as in terms of his, his parent club, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, like I say, you know, we don't, we can't really comment on his performances, but we know the team are doing good. And, um, I, you know, I feel like that's, 
that's definitely going to be better for him than, uh, you know, getting off the bench with us. Or, you know, even if he came back to us and he only got like a couple of 90-minute runouts or something, like even then he can think where he is at the moment. He's kind of like contributing in a real way to, to how that team are doing. Um, so, you know, he must be coming back to as a better player, hopefully. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, when you're ticking up these minutes in the man's game, uh, when you weren't doing it at all for the last two years, you know, just coming off the bench, it's not enough. Uh, so I feel like this is going to be a great chance for him to push on in terms of his football and development. And hopefully we'll see more from him at some stage. Um, that's the loan news. We'll move on to the injury news. Callum Guy left Barrow on crutches, unfortunately. He was substituted mm. off in the 19th minute uh, against Barrow in the Cumbrian derby. Obviously, we'll cover more of this kind of thing in the match crack, but uh, that's the big injury news this week is the fact that Callum Guy went down. Um, unfortunately, there hasn't been that much in terms of an update apart from Simo kind of saying that it looks bad and he jarred his knee. The crutches may have just been a bit of an over-precaution, but it's rather yeah. to be safe um, on these kind of things. But unfortunately, at the time that we're recording, uh, there hasn't been any, any any update in terms of how long Callum Guy will be out of the starting lineup yeah. for. In terms of other injury news, uh, mate, there's been a, a little bit of a drama going on at Brunton Park behind uh, closed doors that Simo let loose. Uh, apparently a bug went round at Brunton Park. Certain players not being able to train uh, because of picking mm. up a bug. John Mellish, um, unfortunately, couldn't train on, on, on a certain night of the week because his, his missus went into some kind of, uh, maybe labour. I'm not sure if there's been any kind of announcement on that either, but um, obviously mm. there'll be a congratulations if I do hear anything uh, about that or, or any kind of news about that. There's... Um, been a little bit of a bad knock. I mean, I say a little bit of a bad knock. Simo said a really nasty knock. Corey Whelan took in training yeah. before the game. Also, Jack Armas wasn't feeling well before the game against Barrow. So both those two players were very uncertain before the game against Barrow. Obviously, all that's been and gone, um, and we'll be able to talk about their performances a bit more <laughs> in the match crack. Um, obviously, in other injury news, there's... Magnus Norman doesn't seem to be able to to get in match contention just to sit on the bench. And I don't know, mate. I really don't know if that's perhaps a lack of desire uh, from a player that maybe feels a little bit um, downhearted after being number one so early on in the season. But uh, obviously, we'll see how that pans out. I don't want to accuse him of anything in terms of his character right now. Um, but it... It does seem to be struggling to get fit and for a goalkeeper to sit on the bench. I don't want to be disrespectful again, but for a goalkeeper to sit on the bench, um, it's not that much to ask for for you to travel to Barrow Mm -hmm. and sit on the bench. Um, So, I I mean, you're thinking something was definitely wrong for him to be out of that game. I don't think he's going to be playing in the Cumberland Cup either um, in terms of getting some first-team minutes. I think that'll be a Breeze, uh, Gabriel Breeze job, perhaps, or a Simmons job. But, other injury news as well. I think there was one more. No, it's just the fact that Jamie Devitt's still going to be out until the end of the season. So obviously just reminding people that he's not in contention to start again. Um, So obviously a lot of things going on behind closed doors, mate. Um, 
Omari Patrick apparently also was struggling on Tuesday night, uh, just to throw that into contention. Simo seems to be juggling a lot and coping really well, mate. Um, and this has led to a lot of fans thinking that Paul Simpson should be gifted the freedom of the city of Carlisle. And that prompted me yeah. to do a little bit of research to see who currently holds the freedom of the city of Carlisle. And I couldn't find a single soul. Um, so he might be the first. Um, I, I don't want to say that. Or, or yeah. At least the only living. Go on. I remember once going to a thing in town and they were given the freedom of the city of Carlisle to... RAF Spay Davin as a whole, so like not a person, but right. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's all I can say with that. I, I don't know any more than you on whether there's any people out there who have the freedom of the city. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's any other people, but uh, I mean. Yeah, go on. <laughs> right? Yeah, go on. Just give it. it. Like he's putting up with so much shit, and if he keeps this town up, you know it. This ta- this football club is really good for this town, mate. It really is. The two go hand in hand, and when the football club is doing well, you can see the fact that the, the attendance just thrives, and the atmosphere around the city is a lot better, and the bars are alive, and people are out, and people are being more social. Just as, as a result of the results at Brunton Park. Um, in wider news, I mean, we've covered quite a lot there, um, but in wider news, um, in terms of our rivals, we'll treat this as a little bit of a warm-up, I suppose, before we cover the match crack, which was obviously the Cumbrian derby. In terms of our rivals, I feel like it's always important to keep your... um, What's that saying, Wills? Your enemies... uh, Your friends close, but your enemies closer? Yeah, yeah. Right. So um, in terms of, in terms of that, mate, um, uh, Barrow, uh, we're going to do a bit of Barrow news, uh, news on our rivals. Barrow have decided to sack their manager and very quickly hire a new manager and a new assistant manager who will be very familiar to a lot of Carlisle United supporters um, and also to be fair a manager that'll be familiar to a lot of uh, Carlisle United supporters just because of where he's been in his career um, he's managed um, all over England but he's been to the heights of the Premier League with the mighty Hull I'm talking about Phil Brown has been appointed as manager of Barrow and his assistant is old Neil McDonald old McDonald had a Carlisle and bloody hell how that went him what are we? Uh, what are we thinking of that, mate? Is that a good partnership? Um, I'm not. I've I, I've not been a fan of Phil Brown for a while. Opinion of Phil Brown has been very low um, of late uh, from from things that I've seen. Um, like I've seen under the cosh, I watch that religiously. Uh, listen to that religiously. Sorry, and the opinions on there um, are very low <laughs> of most of the players that I've worked <laughs> with. Phil Brown. They've, uh, they've all got something to say about Phil Brown. Um, it oh. feels like a squad hasn't bought into his philosophy for a very long time. Um, and Neil McDonald seems like the kind of kook pot that might just sort of go along with the sort of kook pot that is Phil Brown. What does that say to you, mate? Uh, Barrow is hiring and firing and firing and hiring so quickly. Um, obviously, you need to make a change when you're so close to relegation, right? Yeah, I mean, they've looked at teams around them, Carlisle included, in that, you know, most of the teams in there have changed manager at least once this season. A lot of them had 
positive, you know, like uh, a new manager bounces. Uh, we've had a very good one. Uh, remember when Sheridan first went into Oldham, um, they've slipped mm-hmm. back down a bit now. But I mean, when, Sher- but, but when Sheridan went to Oldham, you know, they were gone. And yeah. with him in charge, they're at least in it now. Uh, you look, I mean, Keith Hillett, um, you know, even though Scunthorpe are pretty much gone, um, they did have a bit of an uptick of form when Keith Hill came in. We had a little bit when Keith Millen came in, you know, um, there was, we yeah. did win three games in a row, although that was after about a, a month or two. So, yeah, and Barrow haven't changed their manager. Um, he's actually been banned from the touchline for the last eight games. It was an eight-game ban. I don't know how many interviews. So they've been doing without him on the touchline, Mark Cooper. Um, right, after okay. comments. It's after comments he made to a female assistant referee while he was, I think it was while he was manager of Forest Green. So a bit of... Oh, should I say being, it? Should I say it? Yeah, that sounds very Barrow. Carry on. So that sounds very Barrow to appoint someone that- with a touchline. But yeah, I mean, I think in fairness to Barrow, because I mean, he's been with Barrow all season, but the ban only came in sort of a couple of months ago. So, you know, it's a very late... You know, it's very late of them to apply the ban, like almost a year after his, you know, is is left Forest Green behind, and then Barrow have had to deal with that ban. I've got some sympathy for them on that. Um, oh, is that what it was? All oh, right, it was at Forest Green. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that the incident where he made the comment towards female assistant referee. Um, that oh dear, what, I'm gonna have to apologize that... to Barrow fans, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> non, the non that are listening. <laughs> I think, I mean, I feel like I need to look it up now, but I feel like, you know, I think that was, um, while he was at while he was at uh, Forest Green, uh, but things haven't been good for them under him. And I don't know if anyone heard his comments after the match, they were pretty. Pretty dire sounding. If you're a Barrow fan, um, you know you hear your manager saying things like that. He instructed his players to go out there and run around a bit, and they haven't followed <laughs> his instructions. Um, there's also a, 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 he, he like that. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> what good, he that. said. <laughs> oh, it's just give up, buddy. Yeah, it was. It's just give up. Sort of blaming. Blaming his team for not for not running <laughs> oh, around dear. a bit like he told them to, and also the fact that apparently, so but uh, apparently he uh, gave them the week off, so they haven't they didn't train between Tuesday night when they had a game and Saturday morning before the Cumbrian derby, so Wednesday to Friday no training, which you know that's not good preparation. Why would the manager do that? Is he trying to no. get relegated? Um, Phil Brown, not sure if he's a good appointment, but they're, 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 they aren't in desperate trouble, Barrow. You know, they're up above the relegation zone. There's the teams in it and doing well. So, you know, it's, it's not like a desperate situation for them. They just have to stop losing games and not lose too many games and you think they should be fine. Um, is there any danger that Phil Brown and things actually go even worse and then they go on a losing run? Um, I don't know. 
I don't know. It's it's good news for the tanning salons of Barrow because they've got. A <laughs> 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 yes, indeed, indeed, it is, it is, it is. I mean, you know, Phil Brown, it, it my, you know, he's legendary for that whole heart, uh, extra time team talk that he did on the pitch with Hull. Um, just, just a bit of a weird character, right? Just sort of like a bit of a eccentric uh, sort of type. I don't know, I don't know, man. I don't know. Halftime team talk wasn't it? It was halftime. That's why it was so weird. Yeah. Um, but I can confirm, by the way, that uh, Mark Cooper's eight-game touchline ban was a comment he made while he was Barrow manager. It, right. was, it was a while ago because he always takes ages for these things to come through, but he, it was in his tenure as Barrow manager. So there we go. You can, you, can, you can put your comment back out there now. If this, if this experience has taught me anything, I'm better off just keeping my mouth shut, mate. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> no, you know, you retracted your decision because I thought that it was while he was at Forest Green, so you can unretract it now. Well, I could, I could, I could. But we'll move on to the match, Greg. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, the, uh, the 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 result of 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 uh, the match crack will be in the fact that Car- uh, Barrow went on to sack their manager, blah blah blah. The uh, yeah. the starting lineup for Carlisle United's uh, game against Barrow in the Cumbrian Cup is as follows: Mark Howard was in goal, Riley, Simeon, Feeney, Mellish, and Armour in the back line with Gibson, Guy, and Dickinson in the midfield, and Patrick and Dennis playing up front the uh the sort of starting lineup you probably could have predicted with the injury to jamie mm-hmm. Devitt again um a bit of a rinse and repeat uh syndrome for you will assume to be paul simpson's new um favored starting 11 do you think he's gonna stick with dickinson uh there i mean now with the injury to guy obviously he's kind of going to be forced into yeah. sticking with dickinson in that position but um I felt like Dickinson didn't play very well in this game, mate. Um, I, I, I've watched the full 90 and I don't feel like he had a fantastic game. Um, that's the, the second game in a row. And yeah, he, had a, he, he did have that assist a couple of weeks, yeah. uh, like a week or two ago, but that felt a bit lucky as well. And I, I just think he's winding his, his, his time down here. I really do. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, like, all the players that are in the squad now, apart from, obviously, the ones that are on loan, um, you know, their mind has to be on staying with the club. Uh, I guess there's maybe a bit of uncertainty over who's going to make that decision, but, you know, they've still got to, you know, fight for their own contracts. Um, I didn't watch the full 90, so I can't add anything on your comments about Dickinson. Um, is with with David and Guy both out, um, assuming Guy's going to be out for at least one game, you'd think. Um, mm. There's there's options, and you know certainly Dickinson is one of those options. So he may get the chance to kind of like you know, he, he may yet sort himself out and put in some good performances. Um, but you know, there's there's other players that are going to be looking to, you know, to fill those roles. Um, we've got uh, Danny Devine there, and potentially also. How do you feel? Uh, how, do you, how do you feel about Danny Devine's kind of like impact when he comes off the bench? It's not. He's not an impact player, is he? He's not brought on to. He's more brought on to steady a game when we've already when we're already ahead, really. 
Um, yeah, yeah, he's a control player. Um, you know, he's a, a more defensively minded player. Um, with Cody Whelan's going to be out as well. So, um, you know, so that's one possibility ruled out. So then you maybe, you know, you maybe kind of do look at someone like Josh Dixon is kind of like, you know, is this, you know, is this his moment? I wouldn't be bringing Taylor Charters back. We've discussed that. But, you know, there are kind of like young players who've come through our academy who play in a similar position in central midfield who might get an opportunity out of, out of us having a couple of players out injured there. Well, three, if you include Whelan as well. Yeah. Um, Whelan is, is, is a player for me that has, has impressed me this season, uh, maybe because my expectations are quite low, but he has gone on to do really well. And when he's, he's called upon, does seem to do quite a, quite a good job. Um, now he seems to be a bit yeah. of a bit part player, seems to sort of fill in where he, here and there where he needs to. But it, again, doing a really good job. Um, yeah, and you know that's it. When you you know when you're not in the team, then then usually that results in you being prepared to to come in and do a job wherever your manager's asking you to do a job. And you know John Mellish has done that for almost his entire time at Carlisle, and at times worked out well for him. Um, it, it's not always what a player wants to do is, is to come in and fill in in different positions but you know if you can do it then you kind of find you know find yourself a way back into the first team that's the kind of motivation that you want players to have yeah um, I have to yeah the um the way, the way things are looking at the moment, yeah, you might. You, I would hope anyway. I put Josh Dixon in my Instagram sort of desired eleven in mm. that midfield position for the game against Barrow because I do feel like it's important to have them them homegrown legs in these derbies, and it would have been the opportunity with Devitt gone to maybe yeah. replace him with a like for like almost potentially. We're a little um, bit and, safer now. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, but like. Um, the the uh this just just the sort of feistiness of the impact of somebody that really understands what the derby uh means to the fans. Um move on in on to the highlights, mate. Uh the Carlisle United's opening goal coming quite early on in the first half. Um, I mean, I say that, I mean past the halfway point, it was 32 yeah. minutes in when Gibson in a game that was looking really scrappy, won the ball in the midfield, played it into Patrick, who lost the ball to a defender, but that fell to Gibson, who smashed it, smashed it yeah. across the keeper and across the box. It's a top quality finish, but it's one of those goals that at, at this point of the season, Gibson doesn't score shit goals, does he, mate? Gibson scores good goals. This is what he does. Like he pulls these kind of goals out the locker. He's that kind of a player. Um, he likes shooting from outside the box, and it is important, like we discussed in previous weeks, for us to be trying keepers from this position. And I mean, Christian Dennis is in the middle there, and you know you could argue that Gibson maybe should have crossed the ball into him, but he hasn't. He shot it. And one of the people that's more excited about the goal going in is Christian Dennis, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a great sort of like club feeling and it's really nice to see a goal like that scored. Um, it just means a lot more when there's a goal of great, great quality scored. Um, how 
after seeing the results, um, after seeing the highlights, I mean, how do you describe that goal from Gibson, mate? Just, just it, it is it is it is it a quality League Two goal? Is it just a really good goal, um, or is it is is it one of those magic moments? Um, I don't think there's necessarily such thing as good League Two goals and good goals. I think a good goal is a good goal anywhere. Uh, you know, the the ball's the same size, the goal's the same size, so the job of getting the ball to the goal is pretty much the same. What if comes the pitch is the same quality? Pitch is, yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know um, I think it was a I'm good... I'm just staring up, because it does bounce. I'm just saying, because, you know, it does bounce. Yeah. In front of um, the goalkeeper, so I'm just saying... Yeah, it was. I mean, he spotted a, you know, he spotted a chance, and he he put the ball where he wanted to put it, and went in. It's good. It's also, um, it's it's another kind of example we've seen where John Gibson will win the ball in midfield and go forward with it and catch the team on the break, kind of like orchestrates a counter attack himself. He's yeah, real very, driving force for us this season. Yeah, he's got a very similar goal uh, to that. Um, and I forget again. I forget who it was against, um, where he just wins the ball, comes forward, scores it. Yeah. Now, um, Carlisle went two 0 ahead in this game. It, there was a lot of minutes uh, from goal to goal. Uh, the second goal coming around like the sort of seventy second minute, something like that. Um, Simeu. I noticed against Newport on Tuesday night, and you get a good view from the Warwick of how Carlisle's backline operate. Simeu has yeah. been relied upon a lot more as a ball-playing sort of outlet. Yeah. And he's proven to be quality in the build-up to Carlisle United's second goal here. Um, shows really nice and early uh, for Mark Howard, who rolls it straight into his feet. Just mm. the uh, the one touch. and Great! I mean, what is that? Like a 45, 50 yard pass that yeah. goes really just it's one of those passes that you want to see from your fullbacks. It asks questions of the goalkeepers and the fullback and the yeah. centre back. It, it involves all three and it can really ask a lot of questions, you know, and it can cause a mix up. And when you've got a striker, and this is what Cali United fans have been screaming out for for maybe the past, past two seasons, is a quality, experienced striker of around this age, of around the 30, of around the 31. And, 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 and to go on a tangent here mate I don't think the board ever wanted to sign a striker of, of, of mm. this age they don't really want to sign because they want assets you know they can't sell if they yeah. sign a striker and, and spend two grand a week on a 31 year old striker they're not going to sell him they're not going to be you know that's why the, it doesn't happen that often for Carla United fans it does happen doesn't happen mm. that often for Carla United fans but we've been screaming out I'll go back to my point we've been screaming out for this kind of attacker because when he sees that ball going in his tails up his eyes his light up and he's in there and he's zigzagging behind the, the defenders. He's asking more questions than the ball's asking that's coming in from deep. <laughs> and he, he gets he, it's beautiful, it's a really good goal, mate. It's a really good goal. He gets he, he gets the he gets the right side of his defender. It's it's just enough pace to sort of cross that line, and it's just smart, it's just clever, it's just he knows where the keeper is. The, uh, yes, maybe. 
farming and uh, maybe people are going to think, oh, here he is talking about farming again. Now he's got the opportunity. But yes, maybe farming is at fault here. Um, should have sort of claimed the opportunity, claimed the moment, said what orchestrated a bit more what was going on from that early stage when the ball comes into the box. You know, if he's going for it or the defender's going for it, he's in no man's land, basically, when the shot's taken. Um, but that's it. That's what we've been screaming out for. For, for feels like ages, mate. As an experienced striker who can just nip in, cause a bit of mayhem, and and just just finish, just finish the ball nicely. You know, just a nice finish, just a really nice finish there, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's the sort of thing that you want that experienced strikers do. You know, it was opportunistic, and you know we've seen players score goals like that. That's the word. <laughs> Christian, <laughs> Christian Dennis is um, someone who comes in with a reputation for being able to do that. So now we've seen him get off his mark. It'd be kind of lovely to just see him continue to do that and become a line leader for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what's what's more enter- maybe more entertaining than watching the goal is when Christian Dennis runs off and supports it with the away fans. Um, I do have to he point out if anyone. He does disappear, but I do have to point out, mate. Um, if you if you're watching the highlights on YouTube, if you stop on minute sort of like one twenty five, um, if you if you've been obviously many of you have been to Brunton Park, um, the paddock uh, and and the Warwick Road end where those barriers kind of are. Um, there's a man, maybe in his late twenties, thirties, and he's standing on that. Like he's standing on that. Is he standing? I, I don't know how he got up there. I, I wouldn't know how I would get up there. But mate, it's 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 uh, obviously superhuman sort of feats when uh, when it means a lot to you when when uh, you're winning two nil in the Cumbrian derby. Uh, it was just a short lived two nil lead. Barrow did get a goal back again. I'm going to use that word that you just flex, mate. Opportunistic, perhaps from um, the mm. Barrow midfielder. Uh, Poor sort of uh, poorly dealt with corner, and then the ball fell to the uh, the player Banks, who just hit it first time and hit it really well, uh, and and it bounced and ended up into in the top corner. Um, can you really blame Carlisle's defence other than the fact that that I mean, like, let's have a look at this and who really it's the keeper, isn't it? The keeper doesn't unfortunately claim it and then it goes back out. So it might be Howard's fault that he maybe should have been stronger um, because he maybe made the shout and told his defenders not to go for it. And then he hasn't came out to claim it. So maybe some of the blame has to be at his door. Unfortunately, Um, it might've been headed in front of him. Let's have a look again at the replay one more time. Yeah, the uh, there's a lot going on in front of him. There's a lot going on in front of him. The player comes off the front post. And, uh, yeah, Carlisle just made to suffer with a bit of mayhem there, a bit of miscommunication, perhaps. Um, you're going to see those moments happen, aren't you? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not sure, if, like, looking at it, if he kind of gets the kind of contact with it that he wants as well, Mark Howard. I was only listening on the radio. Um, the commentators, um, it was was Adam, was it Adam Johnson, the the normal Barrow commentator? No, I was I, I had the volume down when I was watching it. <laughs> uh, I'm just 
the, well, yeah, there was the normal Barrow commentary and then Chris Lumsden, like a uh, radio career, had combined their commentary teams for this one. Uh, they kind of like pinned that on Mark Howard. Um, yeah. Uh, it was a set piece, and they do say that you're most vulnerable when you've just scored. You maybe take your eye off the ball a bit. I think there'll have been a there'll have been a, a lot of relief around the Carlisle camp because they've just kind of gone 2-0 up and in a game where a win should pretty much see you safe. So potential big win coming up and you've gone 2-0 up. Um opposition get a get a corner and I don't know, maybe those are the sort of things maybe if you're a professional player, you're just not quite paying is it much attention to it as you are when you know when things are a bit tighter yeah um mate at the end of the day you're winning in the cumbrian derby and um you know it's it's a big it's a big time just to go down to barrow go over to barrow and uh, and to come away with a victory for any team in this division, it's a difficult place to go. Obviously, perhaps for us with the shorter travel, not necessarily perhaps as daunting, um, but mate, it means a lot to get that victory. It really does, and um, I'm proud to be a Carlisle fan uh, once again um, after such a horrible time for us. The good times are just continuing and continuing. Um, at this point of the match crack, we normally give our Foxes features man of the match. And I think in terms of last week, I went first. So, mate, you can go first this week. Okay. Um, so, based on just on watching the highlights and listening to the commentary, I'm going to give the man of the match to Christian Dennis. Oh, um, buddy, that's uh... his goal, and sounded like he was involved in a lot of stuff as well. It wasn't just the goal. Yeah, I have to agree with you, mate. Mate, me too, Christian Dennis. Um, he's it, he lived up to his nickname, Dennis the Menace. Uh, today, uh, I feel uh, on that day. Sorry, I feel and hats off to him. That's a double vote for Christian Dennis. I don't think um he's in any danger of coming anywhere near. The, uh, the sort of top three that we have going on at the moment. It's a bit too late in the race for Christian Dennis, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, by all means, it's a it's a hats off to Christian Dennis. Now, I went back to Facebook for a change and asked some of our um, Blue Army podcast followers what they thought of the Barrow game this week. And Joe Wilkinson said some good parts and a few frustrating <laughs> parts, but we got the win and that's all that matters in a derby. Well done, the boys! Uh, Stuart McCall said, uh, take any win, but five from six, can't complain at these stats. And Mark Badger Middling said, we're safe in brackets. More or less. So um, all positive fives from the comment section, mate, you have to say there. Um, and uh, yeah, five wins from six. It's just yeah. unbelievable from a team that is in our position. That is the sort of form you'd expect to be at this time of the season if you're in contention for promotion. Unfortunately, that's not where we are. But um, you've got to be in dreamland, mate. You've, you've got to be feeling in dreamland right now with the way that the form is going and the way that Paul Simpson has got the team playing. Um, is this going to be 
the way that we play next year. Are we playing Paul Simpson football or is Paul Simpson adapting to the best players in the positions and utilising them in the positions and just dealing with the squad that he's got at the moment? Do you feel like we're going to see a change of formation next year if he stays on or is this is is this Paul Simpson football? What are we watching? I've no idea. Uh, I think the biggest question will be whether he'll still be the <laughs> next season, because um, he he hasn't you know he hasn't managed that much recently. So there's not like a lot that you can look back on from recent years and learn what his preferred style and form you know formation is. Uh, I'd I'd be quite happy for the style of play to continue on into next season. Um, and, you know, certainly the fact that he's a manager who's coming and is just about playing players in their best positions maybe means that in terms of formation, his hands are more tied by the players that he's got than, say, a manager that will come in and say, I want to play my preferred formation, so I want the players to fit to that. Um I think Simo is, you know, probably more of a manager who, well, just based on the fact that he's made a thing about playing players in their best positions, makes you think that maybe his perfect formation isn't quite the one that he's playing now. So if he stays, and I hope he stays, um, you know, just I, I would just put full faith in him to you know, to show us how he wants us to set up. Yeah. <laughs> Hands down. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a really Simo awkward trust, question man. there. Yeah, sorry. This, this, Simo... this thing that we've got no idea of, what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's one of, it's, it's, it is one of those, yeah, it's one of those shit stare questions. I do apologise. Um, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one to deal with, but it's not a difficult one for me to oh, you deflect. You knew it when you asked us, though. Yeah, that's such a big grin on your face. You're like, yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of uh, the league how this affects the league table and they're uh, looking ahead to our next opponents and how they're getting on in the league we are the two informed teams in the league right now uh, we are we are the two teams with the best form in the team in, in, in the league right now but they're occupying a position where you would expect one of the best informed teams of the league to occupy and we're in 17th. But, you know, we've beaten teams arguably better than Bristol Rovers and Bristol Rovers haven't exactly had the best time this season and they have been at fault for having some uh, some poor results in the early stages. Um, I'm looking at that game, mate, and obviously in Simo we trust and as tradition goes and given uh, my prediction here, on the Blue Army podcast. I'll never predict that Carl United are going to lose a game. So once again, I'm going to predict that Carl United are going to win. But the scoreline this time against Bristol Rovers at Brunton Park on the 26th of March is going to be 4-0 to Carlisle United. There we go. That would prove me right from a few weeks ago. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we owe Joey Barton one as well. It really Don't annoys we? me when... 
when he made them stupid comments, they were like, oh, what an absolute idiot. And yeah. then he goes and beats us 3-0 and make, makes his own idiotic comments look like some words of wisdom just because he had the good fortune to come up against one of the worst teams in the division at the time. So, yeah, I feel like, I feel like we owe him one. Definitely owe him one. Um, well, I'm going to land in with that one. What have you got, there. man? What have you got? What have you got? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Um, I'm not as optimi- optimistic as you are. When I say we owe him one, I'm not like super confident that we get one. Um, but, you know, we can beat anyone. Goodwin against Northampton Town and they're above them in the league. Um, amazing to look at the league and see teams like Bristol Rovers and Mansfield up in the automatic promotion race. Uh, Mansfield have lost their last two, so they're slightly out of it, but they've got games in hand. Because um, when we played Bristol Rovers, we were about the same, and we were, we'd were both had terrible starts to the season. Mansfield were down there as well at the time. Um, and at that time in the season, you'd have probably said, Bristol Rovers, Mansfield, Carlisle, these are teams that are going to be in a relegation battle. And we have been. Um, those two have managed to get themselves into a promotion battle. So it's it's interesting how things can turn around. Uh, they've won four on the bounce. I don't know. I would I would be I would be plenty happy with a draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough, man. Fair enough. I mean, I can't fault you for that, but I've just got, you know, we've got to thrash somebody at some point with Simo, you know. We've got to do it, and why we've not? We've still got why Stevenage not? to play, haven't we? Well, yeah, but why not? Fucking <laughs> Rovers with Joey Barton. Why not? Just why not? Why not Brooklyn Park? Why not? Why not? Why not? We'll see. We'll see. Dennis is on it. Dennis is on it now. Patrick is on fire. Like, you know, let's just see how it goes. Let's just see how it yeah. goes, mate. Right. Um, I really enjoy these podcasts, mate. And uh, I mean, yeah. it lasted until episode 60. Like I said, it does feel like we've been going for a long time now. And um, we've had our ups and downs. And at the moment, we're going through a massive up. There's been a lot of new downloaders, a lot of new subscribers, a lot of new uh, followers, all that kind of thing. There's there's more listeners, and it's all because of Paul Simpson, really, and it's all because yeah. of the way the Carlisle United squad are reacting to his presence and, and how the city is reacting to the football club's um, reaction on the pitch and reaction, 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 reaction. Um, it's time for Skelly Shitster. Okay. Here we go, mate. Shelly Skelly Shitster. Right. With Jamie Dever and Callum Guy both out to potentially long term injuries. Obviously, Jamie Dever is Callum Guy. No one's not sure on. Yeah. And Taylor Charters being on loan, having such a good time at Gateshead. Like I said, we're going to come back to this at the end. Is it time Taylor Charters came back and rightfully claimed his place in the Carly United midfield? Or is it more valuable for him to gain experience out on loan? Skelly shit stirrer. Uh, yeah, my thought. I think I would leave him out on loan. If he wasn't doing so well out on loan, uh, I'd bring him back. Certainly if he was in the squad, it would probably be my first choice to step in there. But you know, there's, there's not that long left of the season. And... 
yeah, you just you just want him to be involved in the promotion campaign, the gated they've got going on, and let him finish what he started there. Uh, we've also got, I mean, I didn't mention before, but I think um, if Calvin Mellor's close to a return, then that kind of that's a big uh, boost. Fr- free that that would free up Joe Riley to play in midfield. Yeah, um, Jimmy Tiore will return uh, to Carlisle United duty apparently at the Cumberland Cup. Uh, which, which by the time that this episode goes out, no, I feel like I'll probably release this episode early actually before I go to the match. Um, so yeah. maybe give it a little bit of exposure, maybe encourage one or two extra people to pop along to the El Clasico. Carlisle United are playing Carlisle City at Guildford Park, and uh, it's <laughs> going to be uh, a stormer in the Cumberland Cup semi final. Jimmy Tiore is apparently a sure thing to be playing for Carlisle United in that game. Uh, Paul Simpson has let out the bag that 4 2 5 Carlisle United first team contracted players might feature in the game against Carlisle City. There will be a few uh, familiar faces to Carlisle United fans. At Carlisle City as well. Uh, I, I think the goalkeeper Adam Bradbury still at uh, Carlisle City. He sat on the bench a few yeah. times for Carlisle United, and there might be one or two other familiar faces. Like yeah. I've already said, get down there; it's going to be a great time. Um, Mark Boyd will be Mark Boyd be familiar with that neck of the woods. That's it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair few people. Um, in, in, I've enjoyed their time through the Celtic Nation down there. Uh, me, myself, I've my experiences with Carlisle Spartans, a small town team that uh, were, were playing down there. A bit of Sunday league football. But yeah, get down there, get to the El Clasico. Um, hope you enjoyed Skelly's shit stirrer this week as well. <laughs> And uh, Wills, mate, there's only one thing left to do at the end of episode 60, and that is to thank you and the listeners uh, for joining me here on the Blue Army podcast, mate. Thank you very much for joining me. And uh, thanks for having me on. Always a bloody pleasure. So uh, there's only uh, another thing we have to do just to be polite, and that's to say bye. Uh, so uh, bye for now. Tara, <laughs> Tara. That was nice and Cumbrian. I like that one. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com even on a budget 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.